Welcome to the Courage Fitness Podcast, a show where we aim to educate and inspire those of you who are looking to reclaim, maintain, and enhance your physical freedoms and your active lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Courage Fitness Podcast. We're here in season two, excited to bring you guys a whole bunch of new topics. Today, I got Nick and Tyler back in the booth with me, and we're going to tell you a little bit about our onboarding process and how it works, why we do it, and some of the benefits that we've seen since we've implemented it. So, fellas, welcome. Yo, what's up? No, the sky, streetlights, oh, I'm clouds. so glad you said that. I said it's like today, and they're like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's always like, how do you respond to that? The best is when someone's like, what's up? And you're like, good. Yeah. <laughs> those, I love those. Fist bump into the high five. Yeah, it's great. Uh, super important question before we get into the technical stuff today. Pineapple on pizza, what are we doing? What's the verdict here? Sometimes ne- negative ghost rider. Honestly, if it's got thick ham with it, I'm down. Bro, I think that people, I think we have to dive into the intricacies of what else is happening yeah. on this pizza. Because it's like, if you just have pineapple on a pizza, I don't think anybody wants That's that. That's weird by itself. But get some layers of some flavor in there. Some thick cut ham, jalapenos. Uh, I don't like jalapenos in general. Oh. I just don't. I am you, who I am. You is learn. It, I mean, that's you, fair. You learn a lot from people talking and things they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, come on in, Keenan. I mean, come on. We're talking about pineapple on pizza, bro. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Keenan, what, I mean, first off, pineapple on pizza, yeah or nay? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like by itself. Pineapple and pepperoni. Okay, cool. But like, would okay. you eat pineapple on a pizza by itself, or are you not a psychopath? Yeah, I'm a garbage disposal. When it comes <laughs> to food. I'll pretty much eat whatever. <laughs> Good to know. So we're <laughs> the garbage disposal. Amazing. All right. So speaking of people and learning about them through the things that they do and their habits and all that, we're going to talk about onboarding folks and uh, why we do it the way we do via consultation, assessment, everyone starts with one-on-one, what we learn about folks and what it's allowed us to do as coaches better than we've ever been able to do it before. So backing up just a little bit, whenever somebody applies or asks to inquire about the gym, finding out if they're a good fit, the first thing that we do is have a phone call with them after we get a little bit of a back and forth via email, maybe a text message. And we'll jump on a phone call with them and the first thing that we ask them is, what is it that you want to do? Why do you want to join a gym? Not when can you come in? Here's how much it costs, blah, blah, blah. What is it that you want to do? Based on that answer, we'll move them to the next step, which is sitting down with one of us for an actual in-person sit-down consultation, somewhere between 20 and 40 minutes, depending on whatever that person needs. What kind of things are you three looking at gleaning from a person inside of that consultation? Uh, I mean, for me, it... I Every one of them is different, right? In, in a sense. Um, so, like, just starting with asking questions, and I know that's a very broad thing, but mm-hmm. you have to, like, to find out stuff about people. You ask them questions, you let them talk. But mm-hmm. um, typically, starting off with like, hey, like a lot of like what you just said, like, why did you call us? Mm-hmm. That's what I'll ask them. Like, why did you call us? And then they'll go, you know, I heard about you or saw you or you know I was on your website and then like okay well what about us mm. made you want to get in touch with us like because we're not the only gym in Durham no um, and then just let it go from there hmm. cool Nick yeah for me actually the first question to ask is um, have you looked at our website okay 
that's the first question because we have a lot of good information on our website. If you haven't looked at the website, it's a lot about what we do, how we do things, our mission, you know, everything that has. Then it kind of it's easier for me to gear like, okay, how much does this person know compared to how much I'm gonna need to tell them mm. um, of what we do. And a lot of the stuff that I ask, you know, I ask a lot of questions, but I'm trying to really get to know the person, what they have been doing, what has what has worked in the past, what hasn't worked, like to their extent of fitness. And how we always say like what their fitness age is, um, because then it would be it's easier for me to talk about certain things and know does this person understand? Because we can talk about us four can sit here and jam about all very intricate, high level fitness terms, and someone who's not part of the you know fitness aspect and us would be like i have no idea what you're talking about this is a different language you know yeah. and then keenan and i can start in spanish and <laughs> everyone else would be confused so um is that what you call what you do with that other language spanish yeah espanol no but yeah but it's easier to be able to you know guide a conversation that way because then i know okay this person either is really new like really really new or they've trained before they just haven't done it our way so let mm -hmm. me let me start figuring out what how we can help them from there. One of the things I want to find out is if they have a problem that I can help them with. Like some people have different ideas of what you do in a gym. Mm -hmm. And it might be that they live around the corner and this is the closest gym to them. Um, had that happen, right? And it turned out that person was a great fit for here, but they might not be a great fit. So it's figuring out if we offer the services that they need. It's not about can I get them in the door? It's about can I solve the problem that they have? Yeah. I think the thing that was consistent there that's worth shouting out is that everything started with questions. We assume nothing. Uh, and that's one of the things that we talk about as a team and that needs to be true every single time we're communicating with either current client, prospective client, whatever it is. It's we're not going to assume what's going on. We're always going to ask to make sure that that thing is true. Uh, an easy example for this is that anyone who walks through our door, we're not assuming someone's looking for weight loss. And we're not going to make any decisions around program design or what we're going to do with that person until they tell us something is important. If somebody doesn't ever tell us they want to lose weight, we're not going to talk about strategies that create that unless it comes up as a thing that actually needs to happen. Um, and I think that's important because what it allows us to do is actually figure out what the end goal is supposed to look like. Because a lot of things that come out of people starts very like surface level. I want to, I just want to lose the five pounds. I just want to feel a little bit better. Um, I want to feel a little bit stronger, which those are all good and valid goals and reasons for doing stuff. But then when we take that second step and we say, okay, well, like, why is that important to you? Why now? What have you tried in the past and why didn't it work? Why do you still want to keep doing it? Then we get to truly understand what is supposed to happen. They don't want to just lose the five pounds. It's if they feel the way they want to, they will be able to do the things that they haven't been able to do before. They will reclaim the stuff that they've lost that they don't think they're ever going to get back. And oftentimes, so it's so much deeper than what people are willing to tell you off the street because we got to earn that trust, right? So that's why we ask. That's why we lead with questions. So, see, dude. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> bike drops for three minutes and then dips. <laughs> so after we've kind of established like goals, like what actually needs to happen here. One of my favorite questions for that is I'll start breaking things down in three, six and 12 month blocks for folks. And I'll say like, all right, in three months, what needs to be true in order for you to feel like you've been succeeding and the things that need to have happened are happening. And I'll let them kind of fill that bucket up. And then we'll move into great. 
once all that's true, what do we need to be looking at in six months? What do you need to be feeling like doing? How do you need to, to be expressing yourself? Great. And then we'll think fast forward a year. You know, you can extrapolate out as far as you want, but I think that's really important for helping us to stay grounded in like what it is that we need to do. All right, in three months, three months, I need this to happen. So I need to be hyper-focused on that. Mm-hmm. And the things that are happening in three months are probably, they're going to be building blocks for the other stuff. The important stuff is likely a little bit further down the road for a lot of people. And, but we have to set them up for the foundations for success. So what are some of the, the things that you guys are asking folks? Once you understand what their goals are, what are some of the kind of follow-up questions or action items that you're going with? Um, I, I typically do like, I go, I'll ask what you asked just in a different way of, um, if we look, if you're consistent for six months and we look back after, of, after those six months, what does success look like for you? And letting them take that and okay, so that's what they say. This mm-hmm. is success mm-hmm. for me, because you can usually get good stuff out of that. Because that's when it turns into less of like I want to lose weight, and it turns into more of like I want to feel confident, or I want to be able to go do this thing that I haven't been able to think. It it it, it peels back a layer a little bit, yeah. um, and then you just start asking a lot like what you said. Like, honestly, I think you're pretty much the master at this. I've learned a lot from you on how to do that, of really getting into um, why people want what they want. And like, it's okay to want to back squat more. Oh, absolutely. But why? Yeah. You know, it's okay to want to be able to go hiking for three hours every weekend and not hurt the next day. But why? Yeah. You know? Um, so I actually... I mean, I know it's kind of a cop out, but what you said. So, I mean, I agree with both of y'all. I mean, it's. I feel like a lot of people come in and their goals could be so vague, and then they're like, "Well, I want to climb Mount Everest," and it's like, "Cool. When do you want to do that?" Well, I was thinking about like three weeks from now, and it's like, <laughs> "All right, let's 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 backtrack a little bit. Let's see where like let's be a little bit more realistic." And it kind of shows them like, "Okay, if I have these three buckets of." I want to be here at the three month mark they can legitimately see it happening and they can be like yo nick tyler they're helping they're actually helping they said we're going to be here in three months and we're doing it and then it kind of gives them a little like oh this is super awesome like where am i going to be in six months and Mm -hmm. then like i always like to go back after like let's say we do 24 sessions after 24 sessions be like hey we're here and I know you want to be here in six months. Has that changed? And they're like, well, the way I've been progressing, there's actually something more I want to do. And it's like, cool. What is it? And they're like, I really want to do this. Never thought I could. And that's right there is like something I love to hear. It's like, I never thought I could do this, but I think I want to try to do this. And it's like, cool. The next cycle of your, you know, sessions are going to be geared to that. And when you accomplish that, it's like, okay, what's the next thing? And then they realize that, you know, losing 30 pounds was never a thing, but they lost 30 pounds or whatever it may be, or like they got more confident. Because I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen personally after asking a lot of questions is, you know, I just want to be able to do this. I want to go and do this. I want to be able to do this. I want to feel this way. And at the end of it, I was like, cool. So everything you told me is, you just want to be more confident as a person outside the gym. And they're like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, no, no. I, no, I actually do. And I'm like, awesome. Let's build some confidence. Yep. I got you. That's awesome. I, that's, that scenario that you just described is probably my favorite 
part of coaching what essentially you're describing is when a ceiling a ceiling gets shattered mm-hmm. i thought my ceiling was here it's actually eight foot above what i thought it was mm-hmm. but i couldn't even look past the original ceiling because i've never been able to get there before we get so many people who are like i've been trying to do this thing get out of pain lose this weight feel this confidence for years and they haven't been able to do it either with the help of other people or a lot of them have tried to do it on their own and i think that that's probably one of the most helpful parts of the way that we do things is when we ask those questions and we establish those timelines and we see them start to change and progress and grow it's because they finally have the support and the tools that they never had before like those ceilings are so low Mm -hmm. but to them they feel huge yeah um and so i'm super proud that like that's how we do it and that's how we think of it it's we get to to zoom out when they tell us the thing that they want to do and we're like oh yeah based on everything i'm seeing so far that's totally attainable in this time frame let's go crush that and then in the back of our head we're like and that's the hill let's go find the mountain but to them they're already at the mountain and they're at the base and they've never been able to start summoning it like even start um so yeah shattering ceilings is super cool just so everyone knows too us as coaches do the exact same thing (laughs) like i have a coach and I do things that I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Like, she's crazy. I'm never going to be able to do that. And then just, you know, trusting the process. And then it's like, oh, wow, I can do that and more. So, like, just because we're coaches doesn't mean that we're not human, too. Like, we have those ceilings, too. We think the same way. But as soon as we shatter those ceilings, we're like, okay, what's my what what more potential do I have? And it's, it's really cool to be able to see it to other people, too. Totally. I want to I tell a story. I want to share something about a client that I've worked with. He hired me uh, three years ago. And the reason he wanted to work with somebody was because he had had a shoulder injury before. He had had pain. And he hurt himself d- during a skiing accident. And he'd never... He's 50, he was 55 at the time. And he'd never had a training routine. Like at all. Training age zero. Mm. 55 years old. Training age zero. And a, a shoulder injury that like he couldn't put his right arm above his head. And he could kind of get his left arm there. But it was like mm. kind of shaky. Mm. Um, and he had like never tried anything. He was just like, yeah, I hurt myself when I was like, I don't know, 30, late 30s, early 40s. And I just left it alone. It didn't bother me in my day-to-day for the most part, other than, you know, I can't put my right arm above my head, but like, whatever. Who, so, need, who needs to do that? So, <laughs> so we're training, and everything he's telling me is like, I just don't want to, like, if I hurt myself again, I want to be able to rehab way faster, and... I want to just be able to move better as a human. Like I, I, I can tell that I'm leaving something on the table. I'm 55. I just got some blood work done. Like I'm kind of healthy, but like I'm trending in a direction that I don't feel comfortable with. So that's why I want to start an exercise routine. Sweet. We start tra- strength training. We start doing some range of motion stuff. He starts feeling better. And he's, he's a super intelligent guy. So we've probably been doing basic strength training for six, eight months. And he's like, hey, so what about like rotations and moving side to side? And like, I think I kind of want to practice moving laterally and bounding and like just being, and I'm like, Oh, you want to be like an athletic human? Yeah. <laughs> like at like 55, yeah. do you like want to go play and stuff? And he's like, yeah, cool. I yeah. think thinking about internally, like what is he feeling that makes him want to go explore? Like he's like finally physically capable. He's not afraid of stuff anymore. Awesome. Fast forward like another year and I'm just talking casually with him and a, and a person he had brought in to, to train with us that day. And they were like, oh, yeah, how was your skiing trip? You went skiing? <laughs> you didn't tell me? Like, hold on. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Like, when I was out last week, I went skiing uh, on this work trip. And I was like, how'd it go? And he's like, I mean, I fell a bunch, but like, it was fine. I went skiing. I'm like, how was your shoulder? He's like, it was cool. The dude didn't have any fear. 
That is awesome. Like yeah, his fear so, around yep. the thing was gone. Yeah. So he went and did that, and he didn't tell me he was going to. But see, and so what I learned secretly the whole time he was like, I want to see if I can go skiing. Again. Yeah. yeah. And then now he's like playing tennis and nice. exploring new sports. So like this dude is unlocking potential that he's never never had. Yeah. And he wasn't even on his radar two years ago. Yeah. So like that. That's, that's cool. cool, man. He's using the top shelf. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that radar moves way better. Now. <laughs> but yeah, at fifty, I mean that's. 57 years old this cat want to learn how to play tennis yeah that's sick that's just awesome an, age is just a number man like if you have a plan age is just a number and we hear it all the time like oh i'm too old to do this i'm too old to do that you're not i mean there's you know stuff that happens when you get older but like with a routine with someone that's helping you watching you every single time like every day you come in every time you come in anything is possible at that point anything is possible so. yeah yeah and that's that's part of working with professionals right mm-hmm. like yeah you know, we we talked before of, uh, you know, we we wanted to work at a professional gym, but if you're working at a gym where these people are doing what they're doing just to pay off their membership, that's the kind of coaching you're going to get, yeah. right? But if exactly. you've got pro- professionals, you can actually get stuff accomplished. Yeah, so hundred percent. One of the coming back to that, one of the things that I just looked up. So the light, average life expectancy in the states as of 2019 was 79 years old. How many people do you know in your early 30s, in their early 30s, are like, oh, yeah, I got this trick knee. Like, oh, I'm getting older. Oh, like, I, I got this thing. Like, I'm just getting older. I can't do the things. Like, Motherfucker, you're not even halfway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many people. <laughs> like, what? We're accepting that all of these things have to go away and that we're just supposed to be like, oh, our body's deteriorating at that rate. It's not yeah. how it works. No. But there, there are things in place society-wise and, and how the world works and driving and, and commercialized food and all that stuff. But, like that are aging people quote unquote faster but it's because they're not also moving and doing the other things to help reverse aging and they're not even reverse aging but to age the way that they're supposed to right like modern medicine has allowed us to live longer but we're not doing the things that accompany it to make the end of those years as successful as full as they should be like a guy literally told me the other day i was like how long do you want to live and he goes as long as i can take care of myself the minute somebody else has to take care of me he's like throw me off the cliff (laughs) (laughs) and it's just and the dude's 75 already like that that's the type that's how old this guy was and so i'm like all right what do you need to be able to do he needs to be able to do all the things by himself so day one yo man bob can you get like off the floor by yourself he can luckily right he can do like he can get himself into a lunch position or stand but if he couldn't that's priority number one yeah yeah right and I think that that's a big part of what we do that's so impactful, so special, is that we're giving people the years back. Yeah. Like, they're going to get them, but now they're going to, like, really enjoy them. Yeah. But I think I think people who say, like, oh, I'm too old and I'm never going to fix this is people that don't know the real process. They think, oh, it's going to take forever to do this. But, like, you know, Tyler said, you work with a coach, someone that's professional and not doing it just for a paycheck, doing it for your well-being you can get there a lot faster than you think and it can be really simple it does i think too many people think of like the most like complex movements that you see on like instagram that like they do and it's like yeah if you want to add 20 years to your life you need to do this <laughs> bosu single leg single arm where tyler isn't that how you were warming up the other day it was yeah where, i love a bosu ball uh, <laughs> shake weight like shake weight <laughs> Nah, man. It could be as easy as, all right, let's go for a walk. Cool. Let's go for a walk and hold dumbbells in our hands. Like, just simple things that work. And the more consistent you do it, the better you're going to get at it. It's it's super simple, but people overanalyze and overthink it. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the move, essentially, that we've made that 
requires all of the processes that we're talking about now, a consultation, an assessment, is because we're no longer just selling fitness. Like, do people get more fit? Absolutely, mm-hmm. 100%. But we're done trying to make already fit and healthy humans just like top level fit. Like, like it's cool, and if it happens, I'm down. Like, I watched the games, it was fun. Like, when you PR your back squat by like 30 pounds and you're like two times by, like, that shit's sick, I love that. But at the same time, now we can also like extend your lifespan, give you back time with your family that you wouldn't have already had. We can raise your ceilings. Yeah. We can, it's not about like ass, abs, and ego anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, can I restore enough function that you can enjoy the last four years of your kids being in your household? Y'all can go do all the stuff you want to together. You don't have to be the dad who's in the back. Um, you don't have to be the dad who's afraid to like pick your kid up out of the crib. You're the mom who's the badass who can go play all the, the sports with their kids or even just keep up in general. Like, it's not about, um, like Dr. Sean said this one time, he was like, making biceps bigger is cool, but it's like a $15 an hour thing. Yeah. Like, that's probably about what it's worth. If we talk about giving people back their ability to live their lives on their terms, it's worth way more. And that's why it's so much more fulfilling to do it here with you guys. And that's why we're able to create these situations and careers. It's awesome. 100%. Yeah. True that. So to close up here and talking about consultations, um, I want to I want to talk a little bit about purpose process payoff. So if we understand what the goals are, then we know what the payoff is supposed to be. If somebody wants X, I better give them X. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's a matter of time that we get there. It should be a when situation, not an if situation. So in order to create the so in order to understand and execute on the payoff, we have to now understand the process and the purpose for everything. So our job as the coaches, right, is to give them the understanding of the purpose. We are doing X, Y, Z in order to get that. And then the process is the stuff that we do on the back end where we create the program and and Mm -hmm. it's the things that they're doing in the sessions. Like what are some things that you guys are thinking about? Once you understand what the payoff is supposed to be, how do you work through creating that process? I always just, I start at the payoff and work backwards, right? Of like, and then, and like we've talked about of, like timelines yeah. right like someone wants to climb Everest in three weeks we're probably <laughs> going to need to extend that out a little bit right but like figuring out what a a rational timeline is for that and then going okay if things go to plan this is how that would work and this is this is how we're going to get there but I think one of the most important things as professional coaches that we know and do is also being flexible right because we can go okay if things work out properly it should take this long rarely does do things work out properly every yeah, single time yeah. right so being able to adjust on the fly of like all right well we were going to do this but it didn't work out the best way so we're going to change it to we're going to try this and see if that works better yeah. for you if it does great we're going to stick with it because it still gets us where we want to go if it doesn't all right we'll adjust again until we find mm-hmm. that thing that still gets us where we want to go that you can handle where we're at 100%. yeah a couple things like going off what you're saying is one of the first thing i start with in a consultation as well is our movement assessment Yep. Like if I know what's going on moving assessment wise, I know where we can make up time versus where it's going to take a little bit longer, right? If you have jacked up hips, knees, and ankles, and you want to go run a marathon, bro, you it's going to take you a little while. So like I'm going to be realistic with you. And then when you said like the if, the if is so important because it's like it, it's letting people know that it may or may not happen at that point, right? It's being honest with people and being like, hey, this is where we're going. And fitness is not a linear graph. 
it is an up and down graph. And if you think it's a linear graph, show me a linear graph of someone who gets from point A to point B in a straight straight path. It's not. So like being able to adjust. And um, we, I don't think we adjust on the fly as we say we do. I think we have it in our mind. Like if this doesn't work, we know we're going to this automatically. Yeah. I think it's more like just, all right, let's pivot. Like let's make sure this is working. And like you said, if it's not working, we might as well change it up right away and not be like well it's already wrote out like six right. weeks like yeah, yeah. this uh, no like no let's move to the next thing that's actually working or else we're doing a disservice to our clients 100%. we don't do that i think i mean your example i want to run with that the marathon um process and and purpose need to align with what actually needs to happen but it also needs to make sense for what what we need to do right now. So in this example, you said the person wants to run the marathon, but their hips and knees and their ankles are a little jacked up. They're not moving the way we want them to. Yeah. So addressing their aerobic abilities will be helpful. Sure. But if we don't address feet and ankles first, they're not running No. So, but if we have that client and they're like, yeah, so I hired you to make me better at running and you never run and you don't tell them why they're not running, that could be a problem. Right? Yeah. So being able to explain to them, hey, the reason that we're starting with foundational foot and ankle stability drills and making sure that we have the right range of motion is so that when you stride, your knee moves the way that it's supposed to. So when you start picking up miles, you're not just going to have weird nagging injuries that pop up just as you're trying to get started. You're nowhere even close to training for the marathon yet. And then that's the difference between somebody going, what the hell is this guy doing? And I fully understand why I'm doing every single drill that I'm doing. And it exactly. makes them way more bought in. It makes it way more fun. And oh, yeah. honestly, the results come way faster. Yeah. And especially with the like movements that you have to do at the beginning, I always tell my clients, I'm like, look, the stuff we're doing now, especially if you're brand new, like this is the stuff that I know you won't do by yourself. Cause it's boring. It's not sexy. It's the small things that make you better that you need to do. And that's why you're doing it with me. Cause if it was sexy, you'd be doing it already. Like if it was on Instagram, y'all would be crushing it right now. But it's the stuff that you don't want to do by yourself. And I'm like, all right, we're doing four sets of this. And you're like, oh, man, four sets. Yeah, because like to your point, you, we got a marathon to train for. And if we're not fixing this now, something's going to happen in that marathon. And who are you going to blame? You ain't going to blame yourself. Mm-hmm. You blame me as your trainer. Be like, you, you said you didn't get me ready. And I hurt myself halfway through. So it's like knowing like, hey, like this is not going to be, quote unquote, the most fun thing, but it's going to be the best thing for you to begin with. Yeah, I, I, I've yet to meet somebody that if you explain why we're doing what we're doing, they may like like you said, they're, they may not like what we're doing, but they will do it because they understand that there's a reason for it. But I, I honestly think Instagram has made our jobs so much harder than it needs to be for that reason. Well, this guy on Instagram, he's got like a million followers, so clearly I should be doing that, except it's making you worse, right? But if we explain to people, hey, you wanna run, your end goal is a really long run, we're not running right now because of just where you're at, we're getting there, but this is how we get there first. Again, they may not like it, but they appreciate it, and they appreciate going, it, it brings them into the process, right? Yeah. Which gives them more buy-in. Yeah, 100%. And, and to go off that, too, us being a team and knowing that from each other, because we always talk about, you know, like, what's going well? What do we need help with? If I know your client's not running because of X, Y, and Z, and you're doing these things, when I see your client, so you know, we know each other's clients, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, how's that going? 
oh great that's gonna be so great for your marathon they're gonna be like yo how do you know i'm running a marathon <laughs> like what is going on yeah and the thing that you just described is the difference between somebody having to come up to another coach and be like hey by the way i can't run yeah versus you stepping up and be like hey i know you're not running right now so the bike equivalent for what we're going to do is this yeah and they're like proactive yeah these proactive. guys are talking to yeah. each other and then again yeah. it's not a reminder of the things that they can't do it's a reminder of why they're doing that thing in that moment so to button all that up i mean that's why we start with the consultation it's we need to understand what you as a person actually wants to achieve what are the reasons that that is important to you and what are the things that have kept you from already doing it? and when we understand that it gets fun we start doing our thing all right fellas anything you want to add before you sign off all right, y'all. We appreciate you listen. We'll see you in the gymnasium. If you need any help or have any questions, make sure you grab one of us on the floor and see you next time. Bye.